0: Brought to you by Making It a Combo Productions. Hola, bienvenue, welcome to the newest edition of the Minority Report. As always, I'm your head minority in charge, Gus. With me, as usual, is my biracial consigliere,
1: J. Shell. This <laughs> beach is here to see you, sir. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Hope you guys are having a great weekend. I read it once. Right, in a book. <laughs> <laughs> are you reading the dictionary? I like to break a mental sweat. <laughs> That's such a weird thing just to read casually, the dictionary. (laughs) My favorite part. That's like reading Google.
0: When he walks in on him (laughs) with the pizza. Right. (laughs) Anyway,
1: Jay, how's your week been? Uh, So far, so good. How about yours?
0: Well, I mean, it's been good. not not much going on, but Mm -hmm. a lot of things have been in the news lately that we Mm -hmm. get into in the future. There's been a lot of shit. It's kind of been... Slow but not really. Some weird shit going on. Oh, it's the calm
1: before the storm. Yeah, because that's how it is with American news. Is like you know you'll have like that grace period, yeah. and then that's when the shit storm happens. Yeah, I mean Ron yeah.
0: DeSantis is still being Satan incarnate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump is still trying to cry about everybody
1: canceling him, and then fucking Boebert is going on Twitter saying like, let's celebrate Earth Day, even though she's against climate change.
0: Oh, yeah. I got a real, one real quick one about her.
1: Yeah, so she
0: posted a picture. Yeah, of a Bud Light can. Oh, Bud Light Bottle. Mm-hmm. Obviously talking shit about Dylan uh Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah. Uh the transgender woman that they didn't even come out with these Bud Light bottles. They sent her mm-hmm. her own exclusive bottles. Right. Anyway. So she put up a picture with a Bud Light bottle with a picture of Pat Tillman on it. Mm-hmm. He goes, Oh, said of Dylan Mulvaney, why don't we salute and do something for a patriot like this? And people <laughs> were like, You're stupid. <laughs> Pat Tillman was a liberal. Yeah. Pat Tillman was an independent thinker. Pat Tillman was a philosopher. Yep. He wasn't a part because he quit the NFL, a multi-million dollar deal. I don't know if people who know, obviously, they know who he is. Mm-hmm. Pat Tillman was an NFL football player. Mm-hmm. He was from Arizona. He went to ASU. He played for the Arizona Cardinals. Right, before, right after 9-11, they offered him a multi-million dollar deal for him to sign for three years. He mm-hmm. said no. He joined the military with his brother. Died under friendly fire. The government lied about it, said that it was the Afghans that killed him. Mm -hmm. And long story short, it was investigated. He died by friendly fire. Some people, conspiracies think that it was a hit Mm -hmm. because after he was finished with his deployment, he wanted to go meet with Noam Chomsky. Mm -hmm. You know who Noam Chomsky is? He's a great philosopher that was against the Vietnam War. Mm
1: -hmm. A liberal.
0: The hell you say. Right. (laughs) And fun fact, his friends came after her when she put that out. Mm -hmm. They said, "Stop stop using Pat for your bullshit agenda Pat would have hated you.
1: <laughs> you know, the thing is is that, and I noticed that a lot of conservatives love to prop up Pat Tillman. I mean, like, you know, you should prop up Pat Tillman. Like, he was a great guy. Oh, yeah. However, they do it for the wrong reasons. They look at him. They see a tall, square-jawed white guy that served in the military, played football. He's basically conservative fat. Yeah, but the thing fat is... fat material. He, but, he was
0: actually an underdog because right. he was too small for the position he played.
1: But here's the thing, though. They don't care about no, the they details. They it. just look at him, and they're going to use him as, like, a... Um, as a puppet for their mm-hmm. own agenda. Oh, he, it's lo- just-
0: he did look like a living Steve
1: Rogers. Yeah, Right. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, like, he looked like a superhero. He's basically what hitter wanted. <laughs> but uh, Him and John Cena. Right, right. <laughs> so they ignore all the facts. They you know, ignore all the investigations that were happening. They just say, hey, good-looking white dude. Let's yep. use him for our agenda. Well, just, like, just like how it is with uh, Sam Elliott. And his
0: widow uh, came out and said the same thing. Pat would have took a knee with Callan Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Pat would have been at the B, uh, at the BLM marches. Yeah. He wouldn't have not sided with you. Right. So
1: cut the shit. Which and, brings us to our topic of today.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah, look at that. Good segue. We didn't yep. even plan that, folks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, one last thing about him, though. I heard there's an urban legend that goes around in Arizona, mm-hmm. especially around ASU, uh-huh. that when he attended there, he was usually could be found in a tree meditating Mm -hmm. like on his time off yeah he would sit up in a tree and read Mm -hmm. philosophy books and meditate because he didn't want to be bothered by other people not that he didn't like other people yeah it's just that since he was a huge star on the asu football team yeah obviously everybody wanted to know him wanted to be his friend
1: right well no yeah that that's how it was because i went to asu uh you know i'm I'm sorry to hear that no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) uh but uh yeah so uh pretty much like uh, it's almost like tillman's like Spirit is still on campus. He haunts
0: the grounds of ASU.
1: Right, right. Uh, because like a lot of people, like like like, use his image and everything. Hell, like they sell T shirts where it has his uh, football number and his initials on the side of the uh, of the sleeve and everything. And uh, but yeah, they they like to make up like these stories about him. But like you said right there, he was a very introspective guy. Like he was kind of like. He was kind of like Patrick Swayze, you know what I'm saying? He was like that. He looks that like that pinnacle of masculinity, right? But is a very open minded, very liberal type, very progressive oh, yeah. type of guy Absolutely. and everything. But don't tell conservatives that. No, yeah. he was
0: he was Murica on the outside, but uh, he was a liberal on the inside.
1: He was John Wayne on the outside, but <laughs> Jane Fonda on the inside. <laughs> Damn, Hanoi, James. yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah. so
1: our topic that you wanted to talk about
0: goes into what we were just saying about Pat Tillman, mm-hmm. where people take these idolized figures. They take these figures, whether they be fictional or a real person, mm-hmm. and they try to fan fiction them, idolize them, to put them as like a an hero and try to mimic them and, and take the attributes that are toxic by them, mm-hmm. and try to make them somehow positive.
1: They base their whole personality on them, because they have no personality themselves. So they look at a fictional character, and basically look at the the ses- sensationalized um, aspects about them. They romanticize them, and at the same time, miss the complete point that they're a right. cautionary tale.
0: Well, the first, the first example I can think of, and this mm-hmm. is the biggest example... Every time, remember the 90s show Cribs on MTV? Yes. Every yeah. time they went to a hip-hop rapper's house. Scarface. They had a Scarface yep. poster and mm-hmm. a fucking 800, 800-inch screen TV mm-hmm. playing Scarface.
1: Right. It's either Scarface or Goodfellas. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> which are both. Right.
0: <laughs> which are both cautionary tales of bite. Don't Fucking be on the bad side, right. don't be on the wrong side. See, but no, all they yeah. see is the money and the. Because first they see yeah. the money, then yeah. they see the, the power.
1: power, then they see the we But no, but no, that's the thing. <laughs> the we man, right, the we the or the weemen. I don't know, like we man, man, from from man. Mad But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, but no, okay. So it at first it makes sense because they see Tony Montana's rise to power, to go from nothing. To Mr. Big Time and everything, controlling Miami, bringing in cash and, you know, with the mansions, the women, the, the fucking tiger as a pet and everything. So he started out as an inspirational figure, as, you know, to help, you know, a lot of like, you know, hip hop stars. Um, it's well, like straight away. It was straight up like um, inspire themselves to get out of the situation that they are and strive for something bigger. And on paper, that's admirable. However, they miss the fact that Tony Montana was brought down by his own, um, by his own Machiavellian uh, rise to power. They miss out the fact that, well, one, that not only did he have his mentor kill because he stepped on his mentor's dick by um, you know, creating that deal with Alejandro Sosa without his permission and everything, right. he, overstepped his, he overstepped his boundaries because he was still a newbie, he was still a protégé, and he's making business deals. And that's disrespect no and yeah you
0: yeah. know yeah, yeah but the thing is that they idolize about him is that because he, they think he got away with because remember yeah. he he was never arrested for his drugs and all that he was arrested
1: and, for like tax evasion yeah, wasn't he yeah. yeah
0: they saw him with all this fucking money yeah and it, it was a Rags to riches story, uh-huh. but if they don't, if they look at it, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like oh, immigrant gets makes good, right? But a lot of these rappers uh, and wannabe street hustlers, mm-hmm. they they think that Tony Montana is this character idolized because oh, he had the yeah, yo, he had the money, mm-hmm. he had the power, he had blah blah blah. They don't really see it as, okay, this is a a story of a failure. Mm -hmm. Because even though he had everything, look at his character. He was empty and soulless. Mm -hmm. He had nothing that he truly loved. Mm -hmm. And the only one thing that he really loved was his sister. Right, And even she want nothing to do with him right. because of the way he was.
1: Right. Well, like, well, he was very possessive of her. Like, yeah. it, get, it went from, like... Almost over, a creepy... Right, right. It went from, like, overprotective big bro to, like, something very lannister yeah. about it. It was kind
0: yeah. of borderline Trump Ivanka. Right, right. Oh, totally.
1: <laughs> totally. And um And the thing is, is that they also miss out the fact that his whole character was corrupted because even though he was a criminal and all that, he still yeah. had a code of honor. But that code of honor, well, he did. that. Yeah. Well, he did though, because here's the thing: like, um, he, you know, he cared about his family, uh, but he went the wrong way, like the blood money and all that. Like, he wanted a good life for his family. However, he went about it the wrong way, and also he did have that code of honor, where it's like no women or children when they wanted to do that hit. And also, he went when uh, after that whole drug bust in the hotel when um, Angel got like sawed yeah. up and everything. He had the money, he had the A-O, and he wanted to bring the Frank himself. Yeah,
0: but no, but, but, you can't yeah, really say that because, but, they, well, hold on. Okay. It, it, he didn't really because mm-hmm. the only one person who was ride or die and never left his side mm-hmm. and fucking did anything he wanted him to, uh-huh. shot him because he saw him with his sister.
1: Well, see, that's what I'm getting at. Um, he did have that code of honor. He did have that. However, the, once the money came in, once the power, once the drugs, that all went away. So, that was another cautionary tale, was the fact that you, the what makes you, you, can become corrupted, corrupted. and that's what I'm getting yeah. at. Yeah, he was a
0: criminal from the jump. He was, Oh, yeah. Like, he, Nobody, I'm not denying that. Yeah, because in this backstory, he was brought here in mm-hmm. the early 80s with all the other criminals out of Cuba, because what happened was, and this is actually based on true, story, uh, true life, mm-hmm. uh, not the movie but the story behind it where uh, Jimmy Carter uh, back in the late 70s right before Ronald Reagan took over mm-hmm. he 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 knew what people were going through in Cuba and he told Castro said you mm-hmm. know let people come here mm-hmm. and what Castro did was oh okay so he emptied out all of the prisons and all of the the hospitals like where people had tuberculosis and mm-hmm. diseases and sent them all here yeah he was like oh, okay you can have them yeah and that's how you
1: know, yeah. that's
0: how it started so, Right. but anyway but yeah, yeah. It's it's characters like him that people take and they're criminals. Mm-hmm. And you touched on another thing, Goodfellas. Yeah, Goodfellas is a cautionary tale.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna probably keep using the word cautionary, but it, it's Henry Hill. It's a real life story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm sure that they've over fictionalized and dramatized it. Oh, they did. But yeah. it's about a dude that is just an innocent kid and. Mm-hmm. Wants to try to come into the mob because right. why? Because people have always glamorized the mob. Right. Always, mm-hmm. you know, they got the money, they got the power, and you know they can get shit done.
1: Yeah, well, like, well, in, um, when you watch the movie Goodfellas, you know, you hear the narration, and like during like the um, the beginning of the film when he's a kid, when Henry Hill's a kid and everything, and they make the mafioso sound like heroes, like folk legends. Uh, because they got away with everything, and that's what he strived to be. He wanted to be just like them, and he got his wish. But it's that that it's that Faustian deal, like where you get whatever you get everything that you wanted, but there is a price. Because and, and it's funny. It's like I realized that Henry Hill's like a uh, story was basically Tony Montana's story, where it's someone that wanted to strive for it to be something better, that wanted to get out of the situation that they were in, and. He uh, idolized these uh, crime figures, just like how Tony idolized Frank Lopez and all of them. And once he became in their position, then that's when the influences of the underworld corrupted them. Because Henry Hill, like he evolved from like you know like this like a misguided kid right. to becoming hooked on drugs, unfaithful to his wife, uh, neglectful to his family, um, doing all this stupid shit. To the point where he had... Him and his family had to go into hiding. Yep. And um, the movie ended with him like, you know, I started out as a schmo and I ended up as a schmo in witness protection. And it's that whole... And it's the Faustian deal. Like, okay, we'll give you what you want, but you're not going to like how it ends. And... um, But yeah, but people... Like, you know, a lot of guys, the the just-like-me type of guys and everything, they look at Henry Hill, they look at Tommy, they look at... um, uh with, uh Jimmy Conway and they see all oh, oh man, like, you know, this is brotherhood, man, this is family, you know, you know, they're all so loyal to each other. Yeah, it didn't go down like that. Hell right. De Niro's character put a head out on everyone. It didn't matter if they were friends. The dude was so paranoid that he had everyone killed. After the Lufanza Heinz went bust and everything. Oh yeah. And so, but yeah, it's that they again, like they keep missing the point. Like they 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 focus more on the journey rather than the end.
0: Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. They're, that's all they see. That they they try to look at the the. I don't want to say positive aspects because it's really not positive.
1: The the uh, the, the zush. Yeah. Well, because yeah.
0: I want to be that tough. You know, that I can just yeah. walk up to somebody and punch them in the face, and nobody can do anything about it. Yeah. It's like, dude, that that's that doesn't happen in real life, right? Uh, are there have there been mobsters that
1: have done shit like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, absolutely. But what happens to them? They either end up dead because somebody wants
1: their power, mm-hmm. or they end
0: up in prison.
1: Tony Soprano. I just remember Sopranos. Yeah. That's another
0: example. Well, see the thing is Tony Soprano was a very complex character. Yeah, he was that that fictionalized that what people wanna be. Yeah. But he was also broken. In many ways, he he comes from a family that all suffer from mental illness. Yeah, and he doesn't know how to deal with it because he lives in a world where you don't deal with it. You know, Uh, just like if you watch it, when he goes into therapy and he's Mm -hmm. afraid of the mob finding out because it'll show that he's weak. But
1: again, they don't see that. No, those those, uh, incels they don't see his struggles with his mental illness, with his position in the mafia. With his family and whatnot, they don't see that. They nope. just see Tony raging out, killing people, banging whoever he wants, and everything. the The message is always lost on these incels. Yeah, they never actually sit down and actually watch the character's journey. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And it's a, and and that's how how it goes with like you know with mob movies and everything. So no, no, mm-hmm. and, and
0: that's the and moving on the. Travis Bickle is another one that comes to mind, mm-hmm. taxi driver. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can kind of speak to him and to the Frank Castle, the Punisher, almost in the same the, thing.
1: Oh, the vigilantes. Yeah, <laughs> the the, 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 uh, the glorification of vigilantism. Yeah, yeah,
0: vigilantes. But what they miss out is they were, they're both mentally ill mm-hmm. Vietnam vets with post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. And that's why they're the way they are.
1: See, and you know, um, definitely... Uh, Travis Bickle's like a uh, character definitely does like they they this point of his character because like we always see um you know throughout the movie you know he's driving through New York late right. at night as a taxi driver and he's always talking about like man they should just wash away the filth that is plaguing this city blah 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 and when you hear him you think. This dude's a fucking sociopath. He's talking <laughs> about killing people to cleanse. Yeah. You know who was all about cleansing people? I'll exactly. give you a hint. Actually, no, I won't give you a hint because you already have him in his mind. But... They miss the point because, like, you, these guys—they see him like, yeah, he's right. You know, somebody should save the city. They should like cleanse the city, blah blah blah, and everything. I was like, cleanse what the, fuck? the city? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck do you mean by it, cleanse the city? Ik bin ein Reich Right. <laughs> but also, it's like you're. So you you definitely want to go out and start killing people. You want to make yourself judge, jury, and executioner because you think you're doing the right thing.
0: No. Nah. Oh, no. That's a great song, by the way. Anthrax. Right. I'm the man. No. I'm the law. Because <laughs> you know said, that. yeah, he said judge, jury, and executioner.
1: Right. Judge Dredd.
0: Anyway. Yeah. So, no, and you're right on that. But like I said, they they take these characters that are um, fictionalized, mm-hmm. some of them based on real people, mm-hmm. but they they almost have these masturbatory fantasies yeah. of being like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking characters that are broken, uh-huh. uh, ruthless, heartless, mm-hmm. and make them like an anti-hero, which they're not. hmm I mean, it, the Punisher is written as an antihero, and people try to. I was like, dude, he's a vigilante. He's a criminal. Yeah. So You're idolizing and worshiping a criminal. Right. Don't get me wrong. I used to read the Punisher as a kid too, but I didn't yeah. make it my whole life. Right. You know, you don't see skulls on my fucking car. You know, and me fap it off to like War Zone.
1: Right. 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 <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, I need a new gun. I want to get that gun. Right. And uh, but no, it's like um, and I'm. You know, what's funny is that uh, Marvel has called out those people who have like the stickers on their trucks and. And like the um, Oh the writer the, hates it. Yeah, yeah, the right Oh yeah, the, writer, oh yeah. the creator go, hates it. Yeah, he's gone on record saying like the Punisher is not someone to be idolized. He is the reason the Punisher is the way he is because the system is broken. Yeah. He's a mentally ill is mm-hmm. a
0: mentally ill anti-hero vigilante uh-huh. that has a god complex thinking that he is the one to bring uh, bring judgment on all the criminals mm-hmm. that that stems from post-traumatic stress disorder and the loss of not only from his experience in the military but uh-huh. also losing his wife and kids yeah to what gun violence right and that's what triggered him
1: right and you know um there is this one uh, um con- uh, issue of punisher it was very recent and mm-hmm. it was actually um a commentary on people who idolize the punisher as well as have like the uh the uh, stickers. Yeah. Um, so it shows uh, Frank Castle and, he, and these two cops see him and they totally fanboy over him. Right. And they're like, oh my God, Punisher, we're thick fans of you. Can we have a selfie with you? And they take a selfie and it, it's and he's like, ugh. And then <laughs> he's just like so fucking disgusted. And then they're like, hey look, we have your, your sticker, we have your logo on our car. Ain't that cool and everything? He rips the sticker off the car and tears it up. And they're yeah. like, what are you doing? I was like, I ain't your hero, bro. Yeah. I I I'm the reason I'm here is because you can't do your job. You want a hero? Look at Captain America, Steve Rogers. <laughs> There's somebody you should idolize. When yep. a cynical, me, uh, mentally Ill. Me, mentally ill Vietnam vet says you should idolize Captain America, that means you just set your reset your priorities.
0: Yeah, that to quote Charles, the great Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. I ain't nobody's role model. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I mean that's a serious that's a serious thing people mm-hmm. people idolize and hero worship these people who are not meant to be role models right not meant to be figures that you should pattern your lifestyle after. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing there's people who are doing that. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they see them with money. They see them with power. They see it in cases like the Punisher where it's somebody mm-hmm. who's able to execute people that they don't like
1: it's the murder fantasy exactly no like and that's a lot of and that's another reason why all these like um these characters are worshipped by those people because they get to do what they can't and they have like it's this whole like i want to do what they did but not suffer the consequences.
0: Oh, no, no doubt. Yeah. And, no doubt. Like,
1: yeah. and you know, the type of people that worship those characters are the ones that buy those really. You ever see those ads on Facebook? Yeah. With those t shirts, with those murder fantasy monologues? Oh God, yeah. like, <clears throat> excuse me. I was born in September, but like, if you ever touch my wife, I'll kill you. I'm yeah. nuts. I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. she puts up with me, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's this whole like monologue of <laughs> I should not be around people I should be on a fucking watch list yeah
0: it's, it's something that I, I don't know if this is on one but it should be he goes yeah. I'm a pacifist I'll pass my fist through your face if you fuck
1: with me which is kind of semi-erotic <laughs> if you think about it anyway yeah yo let's but,
0: take a quick break and we'll be right back hey guys this is Junior from Make It A Combo thanks for listening to the
1: Minority Report but don't forget to listen to our podcast Make It A Combo where we review movies talk shit and have a good time and our other podcast M.I.S. Slut hosted by Andrea where she reads them sexy stories from her listeners.
0: And we're back. Thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us. So we are talking about negative hero worship, people Mm -hmm. who shouldn't be held up on a pedestal. And we're not talking about people in the news. We're talking about, (coughs) I mean, fictional characters and some people who are real. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were talking about Travis Bickle, Taxi Driver. Mm -hmm. If you watch that movie, you can, you know, oh, he saved a 12-year-old prostitute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was also terrorizing Civil Shepherd.
1: Yes. <laughs> he goes, the the he, scene where he takes her to on the first date oh, takes yeah. her to a porno movie. <laughs> and she is where people are jerking off around them. And she is visibly uncomfortable. Excuse and, me, it was an art house movie. Yeah, it was a porno. <laughs> it was a hard house movie with Fap. With people fucking <laughs> right, right, right. But no, and uh but yeah, and and that's another um oh God, that's another aspect about Travis Bickle that these guys like like to yeah. um uh, what's it called? Gratify themselves towards well, is the,
0: uh, jerk off to, right. Say it <laughs> is, uh, what's it
1: called? Well, I was going to say gravitate, but it became gratified, but uh, eh, same thing. Um, is where they feel like oh she rejected him because he was too real for her because she couldn't accept who he was that's how I'm like with women you know they can't accept me for who
0: I am no you're an incel that women don't like Yeah, that's what it is your personality of a fucking dumpster fire yeah uh, that, <laughs> that you you worship andrew tate and you fap off to his fucking videos like, and
1: they miss that part like it's just like any woman any or any person right. in their right mind would react the way Sybil Shepard did and no, with exactly. disgust and cut ties. Yeah. And and he kept stalking her. Have her fucking work. He did. He yeah. did.
0: And uh, a character along not exactly like those lines, but it's in Fight Club. Yes. Fight Club, everybody idolizes Tyler Durden. Yeah. Tyler Durden, well first the movie, if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, if you mm-hmm. haven't watched it, it's your issue. Mm-hmm. Um is about a split personality. Mm-hmm. It's about somebody, again, who's mentally ill mm-hmm. because Edward Norton is a a little man mm-hmm. that gets beat up on. Yeah, life is beat the shit out of he's him. A, he's a Dilbert. He's yeah. like that office exactly. drone. So everything. it's gotten so to the point where his brain splits Mm -hmm. and creates this fictionalized toxic version of himself Mm -hmm. Tyler Durden Mm -hmm. where he sees himself as good looking wanted by women no fucks given the washboard abs and all that yeah so he he it's a honestly I it's kind of a prime example of an incel yeah you're beaten up. Nobody likes you. You're you're looked down on. Uh-huh. But you have this fictionalized version in your head where yeah. I'm the perfect alpha man that every woman should
1: want me. Well, the entire movie is a fucked up daydream because yep. Durden is doing everything. Well, it was revealed that Durden, yeah, is Edward Norton the whole ta- whole time and everything. But he's doing everything that he wanted. To, uh, he wanted you know to like you know beat up guys to like screw Helena Bottom Carter and all of this shit oh project mayhem and all of that and so it, it was basically you know toxic masculine fat material oh
0: no exactly yeah no honestly if you th- think about it mm-hmm. it is the it is the epitome of an example of an mm-hmm. incel yeah because, again, as Ed Norton, no woman wanted him. Right. He was broke. He lived in an abandoned house. Mm-hmm. And his job sucked. Mm-hmm. And he was just beaten up by life. Right. You know, he couldn't fucking defend himself. Right. But as Tyler Durden, mm-hmm. he imagined himself as this, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. alpha male. Right. And that's exactly how incels
1: see themselves. Right, right. And, you know, what's funny is that Tyler Durden is self-aware. He's, yeah. He says to, um you know... um. You know, Evan Norton's character. He says, like, I. Uh, you know, what's it called? You made me. You know, what I'm saying, like, you. Yep. Uh, you know, you created me because you couldn't deal with life, and so now you can't handle it and everything. Exactly. So yeah. it,
0: it, it's it's a story of somebody who has split personality disorder. Right. Uh, again, another mental illness. Right. So I'm sensing a pattern of people worshiping these these uh, fictional characters and mm-hmm.
1: and here quote unquote heroes to them uh-huh.
0: that all suffer from a type of mental illness.
1: Right. But again, like in the and the whole message of the movie, well, one of the messages of the movie was the dangers of toxic masculinity, right. because it's all these fucking guys who are going into an underground stank ass warehouse, yep. and beating the shit out of each other, and and for the only reason is because they can't
0: beat up anyone else,
1: right? And also, it definitely is it definitely is an example of suppressed homosexuality oh oh no doubt bitch tip bob right right (laughs) bitch right right and you have like a jared leto's character and all that you have all these shirtless dudes Mm -hmm. sweating on top of each other it is one of the gayest movies ever well
0: well, i don't know top gun might be a little bit higher but (laughs) i did say one of
1: (laughs) but my Mm -hmm. thing
0: is also very toxic because of the fact that they are all doing this together and besides it be having some homoerotic tendencies Mm -hmm. it also shows it's kind of like have you ever? Because they get beat up by life. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the opposite of of um, men who are ultra rich and have a lot of power and are high end CEOs and executives and companies. Mm-hmm. But then they go to get beaten on by a woman, by a mistress, by yeah. um, what do you call it? Oh, a, a, a dominatrix. A dominatrix. Right, right. The reason being is because. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the polar opposites where these men mm-hmm. are high powered, high executives, they can fucking buy and sell people. Yeah. But they want to be demeaned by yeah. someone because they don't know how that feels. You know what's funny? And That's then what, yeah. on the opposite end yeah. is like fight club. Right. These guys are beaten up by life, but they want to feel some sense of kind of power. Right. So they go to the fight club so they can beat up other losers.
1: It's the um what's it called? The whole like um what do I say? Um Hamsters among gerbils, <laughs> or was it a dorse among midgets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like I apologize. Thing.
0: I know midget isn't a right you know, little a person. Word, little yeah. person.
1: Yeah, um, but no, it's like okay, I'm getting treated like shit in this area, right. so I'm going to go into another area where I'm a big person. You know, and, exactly. And, you know, and we've,
0: we've we've it's it's the big fish small pond syndrome.
1: Exactly, and we've known people like that when we were kids. So many people. Uh like your friend Pablo. Oh god, yeah. Um or uh what's it called? That uh, um or like I've known some kids who like I know like um that one kid I told you about that I was friends with like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Brian? No, not Brian. Br- uh something like that. Yeah. Um MH. Yeah. And um no mother but like Hu- mother Hubbard. Yeah. yeah. And uh you know, we were in junior high and everything cuz like you know, went, you know, in our in our middle school like you know, he was like, you know, picked on and everything. Mm-hmm. And, but like, when we're like in our neighborhood, when amongst our circle friends and everything, he'd act like the big dude.
0: So he was bullied, but then he became the bully when there were people smaller than him. Exactly. Also oh, so he's a real asshole.
1: Oh, big time. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause that, that that's pretty much simply what it is. Right. Again, you know, when you, when you, uh, when you're a bully, it's because you find somebody who you believe is weaker than you and you prey on that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it in and no offense to anyone I'm not pointing fingers I'm not naming names Mm -hmm. in the uh, in the uh, modeling Instagram community for cosplayers Mm -hmm. uh, most of the ones that I've seen that quote unquote become famous Mm -hmm. are because they couldn't be models right like so they found oh no I'm gonna use an example Uh, what's her face Uh, Brady Bunch's ex-wife
1: um, oh, uh, Adrian Curry. Thank you. Yes.
0: So she she won America's Next Top Model, or she was on America's Next Top Model. She, she won like
1: the, the first cycle, yeah. Anyway,
0: so she won it. Her modeling career really didn't fucking take off. Yeah. She was on That Surreal Life. Mm-hmm. She married Greg Brady. Mm-hmm. No, uh, the middle one, Peter. Peter, Peter Brady, Brady, whatever yeah. the fuck his name is.
1: Uh, Brady's a Brady. Who gives She a married shit? Yeah.
0: him, and then her career went nowhere, so she started getting into cosplay and going yeah. around the Comic Cons because uh, in modeling... She's a and I hate to use numbers to to categorize people, but just to use it is to, to dumb it, not dumb it down, but to make it easier to understand. Exactly. Yeah. In the modeling and supermodeling and all that, she's uh-huh. a seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. In the Comic Con community, she's a ten out of 10
1: mm-hmm.
0: See what I'm saying? Right. So she is <laughs> she is that big fish in a small pond. Mm-hmm. So when you get these dudes that are neckbeard and, and uh, beta, well, for lack of a better term, beta male incels, yeah. they see her like, oh my God, she's yeah. a goddess. Oh
1: yeah, she had like this cult like worship yeah and everything because she's a model that's into cosplay so she definitely knew she's how just to, like
0: me no, right. she's, not, no bro. she's not she definitely <laughs>
1: knew how to manipulate those oh, guys because why because they thought they had a shot with her because they had the same interests. just to let you guys know just because you have the same interest doesn't mean you're gonna hit it off bingo Yeah. and that's
0: a lot of the problem with the guys in that type of community too yeah. i think oh she's pretty and she likes DD i'm gonna date her uh it's not how it works, bro.
1: Yeah. You have to, you know, have chemistry first.
0: Hey, don't get me wrong. I tell guys, yeah. shoot for the moon. Nobody is above anyone. If you want to try to date somebody, go for it. Yeah, but bro, you gotta understand. Sometimes you can't get to to, you can't get to England in a rowboat. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Shoot for the stars, but know where you're going for.
1: (laughs) I think that's honestly, I think that's like the best way to like go about it. Like you know, strive for something bigger, but don't forget where you come from, and don't forget your limits.
0: Exactly, and and don't be so fucking butthurt when a woman tells you no.
1: That's another thing. Is that. (laughs) They can't take no for an answer. They can't take, you know, they can't accept the fact that things will not go their way. So that's why they gravitate towards Travis Bickle. And that's why, you know, and um, Tyler Durden and Mm -hmm. all that. Because these guys, well, actually, you know what? Yeah, Travis Bickle did get away with a lot of shit. He did. And they, you know, and that's another thing, and that's why like the, the messages about like the cautionary tales about them get lost upon these people. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and you're right when you go to, but going back to Fight Club, something mm-hmm. the Fight Club uh, brought back to light, and a lot of people misuse is mm-hmm. the term snowflake. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, when the people go, okay snowflake, they think it's an insult. Mm-hmm. However, it, it kind of is, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. The root of the word goes back, honestly, to the abolitionist era. Mm-hmm. That's how far back it goes, uh, and it was it was it was used to to be derogatory towards people who wanted to keep people enslaved. Yeah, because they called them snowflake. Because what they wanted to do is put white people over black people. They wanted to prioritize the lives of white people and keep black people enslaved. Right. So they would refer to those people as snowflakes.
1: Right. But so next, it's not
0: really a. You know, it's not a, you're, then it kind of evolved into being, oh, you're weak yeah. or you're, you know, things like that. Oh, you're not that, because you know how every snowflake is unique? Yeah. It's trying to tell people you're not a snowflake. Yeah. So when you call somebody a snowflake, it's technically you're saying you're not a snowflake. There's nothing unique or original about you. Right. You know, you're just a, a one of a kind. I mean, yeah. you're not one of a kind. You're just one of thousands. It doesn't right. matter. But people try to use it as derogatory right now. Mm-hmm. For people who are sensitive and feel something, it's like no. If you're passionate yeah. about something, doesn't make you a
1: snowflake. Yeah, if you're if you have empathy, that doesn't make you a snowflake. That makes exactly. you a human fucking being.
0: Now, if you cry over a Bud Light can because it has somebody that you don't like on it, that kind of makes you a snowflake.
1: That actually makes you a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. Also,
0: <laughs> if you if you if you're mad because an M's is gay and has boots on, mm. yeah, that makes you
1: a snowflake. I mean, if you see <laughs> a classic rock album with a rainbow prism that's been around for fifty <laughs> some odd years and you lose your shit over it, you might be a snowflake. This sounds like Jeff Foxworthy shit right there. <laughs>
0: If you're mad that your child's teacher is a
1: transgender, you might be a snowflake. If you're mad that somebody <laughs> prefers they and them pronouns and that's their own business, you might be a snowflake. yeah <laughs> yeah. But oh, real quick, going back to that, just to touch on this a little
0: bit. Yeah. On on TikTok, I was quote unquote debating someone. You can't really debate somebody who's stupid. So it's what we're uh, screaming match, yeah, but go on. They, they uh they're very transphobic and mm. they 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 come from the great state of Wheels Abbott. And, wheels Abbott? Yeah. Wheels Abbott. You know Wheels. Craig Abbott, the wheels.
1: Oh, I, I thought you were saying the state, but no. like mash it up the words oh, no, together. No, no. No, like to it, the. I accent. call him Wheels Abbott. Wheels Abbott. Why does that sound like a private eye from a seventies t- TV show? <laughs> McFucking right after McMillan and Wife. He's
0: like from. He's like from American Dad. <laughs> wheels
1: and the Leg Man. <laughs> That's him and Ted Cruz. Oh my god. <laughs> we, there you go. We, we, wheels in the Zodiac. <laughs> wheels in the (laughs) cuck anyway right right after Columbo
0: (laughs) so this dude is going on and and trying to diss on trans people but they're trying to tag me in videos where people are giving their opinions Mm -hmm. he goes oh well, you just don't accept alternate opinions. I said, you mean bullshit.
1: That I <laughs> always fucking hate that. Well, like, can we have a difference in opinion? Uh, you're you're speaking for you know the uh, abolishment of like a um, of people yeah. who are different from you.
0: Well, the thing is, their tirade was they they're they're tagging me on people giving their opinion, mm-hmm. not stating matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And you can, I said, you can have your opinion stupid as it is Mm -hmm. but an opinion does not make it a fact right because you're bringing alternative facts which of course we know is trumpism for a lie right uh these are facts cannot be altered facts Mm -hmm. are facts i brought him a video showing science The science and it's broken down about how the mind works, how genetics work, how chromosomes work, and how the intersex and transgender is an actual thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a mental disorder, it's actually based on chemical, it's based on physiological, it's based on true science. And all they want to come back with is opinions. No, but, but Jesus said that the, no, shut up. So shut up.
1: Yeah. And so it actually ties in like what we're talking about because these people are taking these characters stories and warping it to, the, to fit their own agenda. Oh yeah. 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 yeah they're, uh, you oh, know, the fucking, the mental gymnastics they have. Oh yeah. 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 How
0: Tyler Durden is a hero.
1: Right. He's, okay. Uh, the guy was promoting anarchy and mass murder. Yep. And it wasn't him. It was. The weak guy, the office drone, yeah. you. And the that's fu- a, that's a, that's another thing is that they th- all these people think they're Tyler Durden. They're really uh, you know Edward Norton's character. No, exactly. Oh, I just saw another one now. Uh, Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty.
0: Oh, the the drunk.
1: Yeah, the fucking like um, alcoholic m- grandfather. The uh, Doc Brown from a dark timeline. These people <laughs> worship this motherfucker like he's the greatest person on earth because he's you know a scientist you know he's highly intelligent however he's a shit person he has all you know, all the good qualities you could try to see in him is overshadowed by the fact that he is a abusive drunk that takes his own grandson on these fucked up quote unquote adventures. Exactly. And all these people, all these fucking like toxic fans, and like that's why I couldn't I can't really get into that show because the fucking fandom ruined it for me. No, exactly. And so they look at they look at him, they worship him when he's in fact a cautionary tale. They everybody thinks they're Rick but they're really Jerry.
0: Jerry. Who's that? Jerry is. I've never watched the show. Be oh, honest okay.
1: So, uh, so Jerry is the father of Morty's character and you know, he's a very weak willed man. He's very insecure. So
0: he's Rick's son.
1: Yeah. Or son-in-law. No, no, no son-in-law. Oh, okay. He's very, um, you know, he's very um, weak willed, insecure. He's always getting into some dumb shit and everything. Cause he wants to prove how big of a man he is. Does this sound familiar by the way? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, and you know what's funny is that the creator that's pretty much like, he was trying to like tell this like don't worship Rick. D- he's a fucking cautionary tale. Exactly. But again, they see Rick doing all this crazy shit, all of his inventions. Oh, and he's also he goes on like these edge type of like rants, <laughs> and and these these guys like all the edgelords, they say like yeah he's right blah 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 and everything. And so the whole me, the whole like point about Rick and Morty about the characters and everything gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah,
0: a couple of times online. Speaking of that mm-hmm. edge, uh, I've had to use your your uh, your phrase you like to coin, mm-hmm. or the the phrase you've coined, uh, to certain people. They make certain remarks, uh-huh. they make certain comics I go, careful, cut yourself on all that edge. Bra. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> going back to Fight Club see Mm -hmm. the thing is that a lot of people don't realize that Mm -hmm. it's an allegory for a lot of different things Mm -hmm. including feminism in there Mm -hmm. and as well as and of course uh, mental illness Mm -hmm. however what they don't see is that it's also when when uh, the, the writer, Chuck, I can't pronounce his last uh, name.
1: Polonk. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. When
0: he wrote it, it's an it's an allegory to take on the man's struggle against the proletariat. Mm-hmm. So in other words, it's not about the conservatives' fan fiction about being a fighter mm-hmm. and kicking ass mm-hmm. and giving no fucks. It's actually telling you how we have to fight against the rich. Because mm-hmm. Tyler Durden's sole mission is to destroy all the buildings in the city mm-hmm. why because it is a symbol of all the rich of all the all the people that are beaten beat down and downtrodden mm-hmm. and taken advantage of mm-hmm. so he wrote it as saying we need to take them down right. because we <clears throat> we are suffering while the rich get richer right and that's what they don't understand and that's what the whole Take of it is
1: yeah, and there's a it's hy- man's fight against himself, right? And there's also a hypocrisy to Tyler's plan because he says like, oh, the rich, they're taking advantage of us, they're doing all of this and everything. He's doing the same thing to his like followers. Yeah, he's putting them in danger. Fucking uh, Meatloaf's character got killed. Yeah, and and Bob? Yeah, in the <laughs> process <laughs> It's such a fucked up name. Yeah, it, is. it is. But uh, but in the um. And because for the glory of Project Mayhem, yeah, and and his his story was extremely sad. He was like you know he was obese. He was trying to get help. He was you know. Hey, did he have I'm cancer? I'm not sure. It's been a while since I've seen oh, the movie. I think
0: he had cancer. That's why. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. But
1: he was going through so much shit. And Tyler Durden or Edward Norton's character—I forgot Edward Norton's character's name. Durant. He doesn't have one. Oh, he didn't have he one. He doesn't have one. Just, oh, hes okay. just known as—he's
0: just known as the narrator.
1: Oh, okay. So Tyler Durden slash the narrator took advantage of that. Yeah. They didn't care for his well-being. Nope. They just thought, oh, this guy could help me create, you know, um, execute Project Mayhem. So the the narrator slash Tyler Durden became no different from the wealthy people that is trying—they're you know going up against.
0: So wait. So there was a a charismatic quote unquote leader that brainwashed people into doing his bidding, then backing away while they suffer the consequences.
1: Yeah, it sounds familiar to whom. vaguely. Yeah, I wonder.
0: Larry, I wonder where I've maga heard that before.
1: Larry the Cable Guy. Sure, no. that's what it was. <laughs> no. That was right, more like yeah. Bill Inval. Here's yeah, your sign. <laughs> but yeah, but no. um, but yeah, so again, it, 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 you know, they're blinded by the flash well the, the, list, the list can go on yeah.
0: and on yeah. uh there's something else i wanted to touch on real quick mm-hmm. but let's take a quick break and we'll be right back
1: hey guys this is jesse from make it a combo thanks for listening to the minorities report but don't forget to listen to our podcast make it a combo where we watch movies and have fun also make sure you check out MI i Slut, hosted by andrea where she gets down to the nitty-gritty of people's sex life
0: And we're back. Thank you guys for continuing to hang out with us. So something I wanted to touch on, Jay, before we end, uh, we were talking about how they idolize characters like Travis Bickle, Mm -hmm. um, What's-His-Face, Tyler Durden, Mm -hmm. Scarface, Tony Montana, well, Mm -hmm. Tony Montana, Scarface, Tony Soprano. The list goes on and on and on and on. They they also, a lot of conservatives, Mm -hmm. their porn is like Rambo, Mm -hmm. the Terminator. Uh, raw, John, raw deal John, John Wick Delick, yeah. for, for the contemporary like John Wick
1: the murder fantasy exactly Yeah,
0: because they think that they can get away with it like these guys yeah. do and they don't see that in the reality the consequences of, of actions like that mm-hmm. um, take for example recently that kid who went to go pick up his little brother and sister mm-hmm. uh, or his, his younger siblings yeah. knocked on the wrong door and got shot in the head yeah You know, there was a girl, a cheerleader. I don't know if you've seen recently that she was at the, she was at a practice with her friends and they went to go drive her back to her car. She opened up the wrong car door. She says, Oh, I'm sorry. Close the door. Got back to her car. The guy got out of his car Uh and shot her. Yeah. Unprovoked. Right. That is the consequences of people worshiping characters like this, Mm -hmm. where people go out and think that they can be that way. Uh You know, that they can go, Oh, you know, they stepped in my way. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Right. So you weren't being attacked. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing that they don't understand. They Go- use, yeah, they use
1: they use that as an excuse, like uh, the boy who went to the wrong house and the girls who went to the wrong car. Right. They it didn't matter that they were kids. It didn't matter no. the fact that they were armed. They were armed. They were in arm It didn't matter the fact that they were polite, saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong house. I'm in the wrong car. You have a good day." It the fact that they were in their personal bubble gave them the, the excuse in their mind, yeah, to sh- to like fire at them. Well,
0: that's because they hear constantly from politicians on the right, stand yeah. your ground, exactly. You know, and that's not standing your ground; that's murdering somebody. straight up, cold blooded murder. Yeah, yeah. So that is has is is at fault from action movies, but this is a difference. And I was talking about this with somebody yesterday because mm-hmm. we were watching. John Wick. Yeah. And that was their first time watching it. And uh-huh. I'm like, the, the the difference between somebody who I believe is mentally sound and uh-huh. can tell the difference between fiction and reality uh-huh. is they'll watch a movie like that and they'll interpret it as, as a story of a man who's hurt.
1: Mm-hmm. And the
0: only way he knows how to release it is through violence. Right. But we also look at it and go, this is well acted. Mm. Stunts are, are fucking great. Mm. The fight scenes are incredible. Mm. It's an amazing made movie. Right. Whereas a ultra right gun fapping mm-hmm. uh, maniac looks mm-hmm. at it and goes, "Man, I wish I sure could shoot people like John Wick. I'd do that too." Pow, 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 pow,
1: pow. Yep, and you know what? And uh, it's just like we we uh, we discussed at the beginning of the episode is um, these people they only look at the violence, they only look at the gun battles and all that yeah. they, that they miss out on the journey. So let's take Rambo for example. Mm-hmm. So first Rambo movie, he's a Vietnam vet. He's just minding his own business suffering from PTSD. PTSD and he's walking through a town. The sheriffs like they harass him, they arrest mm-hmm. him, they try to detain him and he fucking breaks cuz he has a flashback to when he was a POW. Exactly. And so the whole movie is him just trying to survive. He told these guys leave me alone. I'm not here to hurt anyone. I'm I just want to get a sandwich. Right, exactly. <laughs> And then it escalated where they had to bring in the National Guard just to stop him. Yep. And the only person who could stop him, who could actually calm him down... Was the one that could talk to him? Right. Was Richard Krenna, his yeah. uh, commanding officer. And so... And the, honestly, this is one well, of my... Th- th- um, this is actually one of the most pivotal like scenes in mm. movie history. Um, because you see this one-man army break down and cry. Yeah. Real tears. And tell his struggles, like yeah. how when he got back they're from Vietnam, dead. yeah, all of his friends are dead. Yeah. When he got back from Vietnam, he was spat on. They, he couldn't get a job. He is just like suffering, and he mm-hmm. breaks down crying. And the, you know, and his uh, commanding officer consoled him. Yep. and so all the conservatives, all these intel's edgelords and everything, they miss out the fact that. He, Rambo is suffering because he was a product of yep. war. And they they missed the they miss out on the fact that he was broken down. He was crippled because he was always used as a weapon. But no, they're like, Oh hell yeah, Rambo, America, fuck yeah, and all that shit. Well
0: see, the 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 funniest thing about that is mm-hmm. that he he they see that. But oh no, the funny part is that they watched the first movie, First Blood. Uh huh. It is a well-made movie, and it does show a lot of the shit that the Vietnam vets had to go through. It's an action movie, but at yeah. the same
1: time, it's social it, commentary. Exactly.
0: Yeah. But what they fap to is Rambo and the other ones. I like the one where he kills all the gooks. Yeah. Apologize for the word, but that's what they say. Uh, yeah. and, and that's exactly what, you know, that's the, what the ones they look at. Where he takes yeah. out the M60 and kills everybody, that's what they idolize. Because uh-huh. they want to, oh, kill all the brown people. Yeah. Let's
1: do it. And same thing with uh, John Wick. John Wick was a former assassin, the most feared assassin in the underworld. And he um, he wanted to leave that life because he, um, he met the woman of his, uh, the love of his life. Right. And he retired to a quiet, peaceful life where he gets to, uh, you know, grow old with her, live peacefully. Because, like, he, again, he is a product of violence. He was he an is. orphan that grew up in a, basically, an assassin orf- orphanage. He became a special forces operative. He becomes uh, a feared assassin. His whole life was bloodshed. Well, he uh, And he finally... Got some happiness in his life in the in the form of his wife. Right. He finally got that peace that he longed for. She dies of cancer, and his her final gift to him was a dog. And then some, you know, Ru- you know, Russian, uh, you know, the uh, Russian son of the uh, Russian gangster kills that dog. Tries to rob him, you know, rob steals his car, which set off this chain of events where he's back in that world of bloodshed that he did not want to get back into. Right and you know i i hate to use um Michael Collella exa- as an example because he's just like that type of character that we're talking Every about. Time Every time they, I,
0: I think I'm out, they, they pull, pull me back, back in. in. Yeah. yeah, no, it's exactly that. But uh, uh, along the lines of John Wick, what I was when I was watching it, like mm-hmm. I said, I a, a mentally stable person will see that and see it's a great cinematic main movie and it's uh, it's great story. Yeah. Uh, uh, other people see it as oh, I want to kill everybody just like he did. Right, right. And the thing is, because I've seen videos on TikTok of dudes in their backyard. Uh-huh. This one particular dude in his backyard, yeah, trying to pull a John Wick. He has all of these uh, bobs mm-hmm. standing around him and punching bags yeah, yeah. Uh, was it ba- Bob is ba-
1: body body opponent bag
0: yeah and he thinks and he's sitting there taking out his knife real slow stabbing at them and shooting his guns over his head kind of mm-hmm. trying to be like John Wick standing in the circle of them yeah I was like dude there's five guys you're dead yeah, yeah. it's like this ain't the movies bro. right right exactly
1: <laughs> you but know yeah. why
0: those guys get killed by Keanu because they're getting paid to right right <laughs> It's like
1: it's a movie, like a to like a quote, uh, ben Affle- fictional no, characters. fictional characters, yeah. But um, but no, and I miss the fact that, uh, and there was a point in John Wick two, spoiler alert, that he kills somebody on the grounds of the Continental. Like if you guys watch the John Wick films, the Continental, that's a no no. It's a it's a uh, an assassin hotel, but there's rules: do not kill or to conduct business on the continental grounds. And John was so pissed off, he was so enraged at this guy that he kills him on continental grounds. And so he gave in to his bloodlust, right. which is something that he promised he would never do again. Yep. And what do you call that? Cautionary tale. Because guess what? He became excommunicado, and there's a bounty on him.
0: Yeah, but again, they take these characters and they worship them. They put them on a pedestal, mm-hmm. and they almost put them to the point where they believe that they're real, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where the, that's where the, the, to me, it's sad. Yeah. They take these fictionalized characters and make them into their reality.
1: Uh, Death Wish. I almost forgot about that. Oh, that's another prime example. That's the the biggest. Dirty Dirty Harry.
0: Dirty Harry. We can go way back, yeah. Mm -hmm. And well, Dirty Harry was a a cop, yeah. But they think that it's like, oh, I'm gonna stand in front of a guy with a gun, and he's Mm -hmm. not gonna shoot me. uh it's probably not gonna happen, bro.
1: Right. Yeah. Oh, and that was another. That's another cautionary tale about Dirty Harry. Is that the abuse of power? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he was a cop. He was on law enforcement, but he bent the rules. To his own, to almost the breaking point, yeah. right? And with death was,
0: yeah, it was another man. I think that was suffering from post traumatic stress disorder. Oh, and a the, lot of these characters, yeah. they correlate back to mental illness, mm-hmm. you know. And and that's what people don't see. A lot of these characters are suffering from mental illness. The mm-hmm. biggest one is post traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, even John Wick, uh, he's he's suffering from that, right? You know, and a detachment disorder because he detached himself from the world when he became an assassin, and that's all he knew. So when yeah. he when he actually got a special relationship, something that calmed down the anger and the hate inside of him.
1: That brought the humanity back in him.
0: He lost that. So it snapped his his mental state back to where it was, where it's like, okay, I'm alone in this world. I no longer have anything. The last thing that I loved or the last person i love that gave me something to love is all gone Mm -hmm. so i'm have no choice but to give myself up back to the darkness yeah and that's the story of it Mm -hmm. he's giving himself back to the darkness because he sees no other way
1: Mm -hmm. and honestly that is like the most tragic that's why the john wick films have been so like successful yeah because it's such a great story to go along with the action and it's sadly a lot of folks miss that because they see him kicking ass and everything. Listen, like you could appreciate the action, but don't forget there's story to the action. Action is storytelling. But and they it, it does get frustrating that like the point of the movies get lost on people. And it's gotta be frustrating for the creators yeah. because they're trying to tell a story. They have this commentary with the action and they're hoping that the action will help tell the story. No. But no. Nah. Nope. No. I want my pew-pew. Right. So, you know, that's all they see. Right. Uh, uh, oh, I'll um, bring up another example. American Psycho. Oh, God. American Psycho with uh, Christian Bale, his breakout role, yeah. uh, where he plays a, what was he, like a stockbroker or... He worked in the stock market. He had, yeah. like, a very 80s, yuppie, you know, privileged white dude job.
0: It's hit to B-square!
1: Right. <laughs> and he was a psychopath. Like, he was murdering people, or supposedly was murdering people. That was the thing about the movie, was that... We couldn't tell if those murders actually happened or it was all in his head. Or it was all in his head. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's how mentally ill his character was. Right. You don't know if it was him just sitting there, imagining him doing all this stuff, or he actually was doing it. And
1: so you have all like the edgors and the incels worship this guy because you have this good looking dude, sculpted abs. He has like millions of dollars, the great job. Prostitutes. The prostitutes, but as well as like, you know, the beautiful fiance. (laughs) But
0: <laughs> all I can think of is that one scene where he's with the two girls. Yeah, and he's talking about Huey Lewis in the news, and the girls looking at the other girl. And yeah, yeah, he goes, "Well, don't just sit there and look at it, eat it." Yeah, right,
1: right. <laughs> and I'm glad you brought that up because. All of that shit, all of that is so boy fan fiction. It exactly because yeah. like you know I'm a good looking dude. I got the fucking millions of dollars. I get to fuck whoever I want. I get to kill whoever I want. And every woman wants me. Exactly. And all the guys want to be me. So <laughs> they, they want to beat you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you like Huey Lewis in the news? But uh, I gotta feel bad for Huey Lewis. Like, yeah, my music is now synonymous with an axe murderer. Yeah, but he yeah. got he got paid. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Back, to, yeah. His movie, his songs are in. Uh, Back to the Future and American Psycho. Yeah, it's kind of nothing in between. Is like- yeah,
1: but um, but no, they they always miss on the fact that no matter how much he had, mm-hmm. he was still an insecure, small little man. Yeah, like the card scene. The oh cards, God, the whole the, business card. The thing? business card scene was very pivotal because you think like, okay, this who, who cares? He has a good business card. What? It means a lot to someone like Patrick Bateman. Well,
0: somebody in that whole world,
1: right? Where it's Be- like the it's,
0: embossing and the this and the right. that and the it's, letter type. Is the like-
1: whole the whole thing was a flex. The business cards, especially to like you know the businessmen of the '80s, the yuppies of the '80s, was the flex. Here's my card, bam, right here, and he's like, uh, so he's showing off his card. All of his coworkers are like, oh, nice, and he's like, that's bone with that whole very smug look on his face, <laughs> and then the other guy goes, that's nothing. Check this out, Bateman. The slow motion, the slow motion, yeah. the close up of the card, and you hear her like his inner mom like, Oh my god, look at that off-white coloring. Oh my god, even as a typeface, like he's losing his shit over a fucking over card. A card. This is your hero, you know? a guy who, who fucking his whole like identity has now been like shattered because a guy had a better looking card he went to a better he didn't go to Staples
0: right he, he went to Office he office went to Max. Kinko's oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh I put the kink in Kinko's <laughs> <laughs> when you said the, the yeah. card right <laughs> reminded me of uh, Jamie Foxx from a Living Color*. no 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 it wasn't Jamie oh. it,
1: it was um, Tommy Davidson and uh, actually let me look that up Hold he would show his called Funky funky Finger Productions. That was the name of it. He would
0: give him the car and go, bam! He goes, I'm going to need that one back. That's the only one I got. That was the only one I
1: had. (laughs) Let me see the car. Bam! I think... I'm trying to, it was Tommy Davis Who was the other person? David Allen Greer? It was David Allen Greer, because yeah, yeah. it was the first season. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was. David Allen Greer, my favorite character by him side note is yeah. the blind, the blind jazz singer.
1: Dane Aaron. Want to hear a song about it? Here it goes. goes. Yeah. <laughs> I like that him and Kim <laughs> Wayans as like that peaches and herb like a parody. Yeah. If Jesus So, But anyway, back to what we were talking about. So these
0: people uh don't look at the stories for what they were written for, yeah, and they don't understand that a a lot of them have to do with the a lot of them have to do with the government. Yeah. A lot of them have to do with fighting mental illness. A lot of them have to do Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about real quick before I get into that. Yeah. Patrick Bateman. Yeah. American psycho. Fun <laughs> fact. Mm-hmm. James Vanderbeek played his brother
1: that's right and uh what was it called rule um rule uh rule, not rules of engagement rules of engagement no it was rules of engagement okay because yeah. i was starting to get confused with another title that's similar with sam yeah. jackson
0: no no yeah it was rules of it's it's I believe it's rules of engagement let me look but that it's board. with james Vanderbeek. because
1: it was it was the it was adapted from a book by the same the writer same brett ellis uh brett ellis easton yeah. and yeah.
0: the tie-in if you listen to when he's on the phone uh-huh. he says yeah i like to speak to my brother patrick Yes. And his name is somewhat Bateman in the movie. I don't remember. Wait, wait. His name. I'm
1: sorry. It was, it was, the writer's name was Brett Easton Ellis. Yeah, yeah but that, but it was that same universe. Right, but it's Rules
0: of Engagement, right? Isn't it? Uh, the, the movie rule, with James... Rules of Attraction. Rules of Attraction. Rules of Engagement Sam was, was Sam Jackson Military and Tommy movie. Jones. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, Rules of Attraction with James Vanderbeek, where he kind of plays a similar smug, yeah. uh, egotistical, misogynistic character as Patrick yeah. Bateman. Mm-hmm. So, and fun
1: fact, you know what's another movie that's tied into those? Uh, it was, uh, what was it called? Killing Zoe? Nope. Less Than Zero. Oh, that's right. With, Another book, yeah.
0: Less Than Zero with uh, Robert Downey Jr. back in the 80s. Right,
1: right. Oh, R- I'm sorry. Uh, Killing Zoe was well, actually the same director. Roger yeah. Avery. Get Killing Zoe, American Psycho, and... Um, less Than Zero? Not Less Than Zero. Uh, uh, rules, of engagement? Rules, rules of Attraction.
0: Rules of Attraction. Okay, okay. We keep bringing up Rules yeah. of
1: Engagement. Now I'm just imagining like Sam Jackson open firing on James Fanderbeak and all of them.
0: <laughs> well, wouldn't you? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: I mean, their characters were assholes, so hurt they kind of it. You would hurt Dawson. It's Dawson. <laughs> Go to hell, Pacey. Go to hell. Hey, he's a Power Ranger now. No, nah, was. A, <laughs> that was random as fuck. The black you, you, Dawson's a Power Ranger, and the black Ranger's a cokehead Taibo <laughs> instructor. But anyway, hey, but yeah.
0: there's a Power Ranger on Star on Mandalorian.
1: There is. There is. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> Anyway, the, so the fact is that they they worship these psychos mm-hmm. uh, for lack of a better term and they don't see the fact that they're a misogynistic. What they what it is is I think and to, to, I'll send my, I'll end my piece with this, mm-hmm. they see that that person is allowed to be misogynistic, homophobic, racist, mm. bigoted, murdering, without any consequences in it. Mm -hmm. They don't realize the consequences of it. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't see that Tony Montana dies. They don't see that Ray Liotta, um, Henry Hill has to be on the run and go into witness protection. Uh, They don't say he's lost everything. Mm -hmm. They don't see that Tony Soprano loses everything. We don't know how it ends, that fucking Vegas ending. Mm -hmm. And then on and on, the list of their heroes, there's always a tragic Cost to pay at the end, yeah, you know, and and no time using John Wick an example. They'll say, "Oh, well, there's no consequences to him." Mm-hmm. There is. It's yeah. a consequence of a life solitary, where no, where you feel yeah. nothing.
1: Yeah, um, I was just reminded of this one story uh, that happened to me in real life. Um, I was at a comic book store, and a friend of mine worked there, and mm-hmm. we were chatting up and everything. And there was this one guy who looked like. Every incel, like if you think of like the stereotypical incel character, yeah, it was him, yeah,
0: <laughs> Fedora included.
1: Uh, actually, you know what? No Fedora, but shitty goatee. Uh, ah, yeah. okay. But anyway, trench coat. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, no, no trench coat. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, he was going on about how he's frustrated at his job because he worked retail and he wished that he could just like you know fight people and do all this shit and not get away with it. My friend and I are looking at this guy and like, bro, you live in a fantasy world because guess what would happen if you did that shit? You'll get arrested. Yep. You'll get charged with assault. You'll be put in prison, or worse. Oh, you know who tried it in real life? Yeah. Phoenix Jones. Look yeah. how that turned out. Oh, when he tried to be a superhero. Yeah. 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 He
0: got stabbed. He got beat up, and then he got arrested for selling meth.
1: Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Some hero. Yeah. And like you look at, and I'm, and um, you know, and I'm looking at this guy, right? And he's like that. Every like Travis Bickle, the narrator. Um, all like those incel type characters. He says like, "I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that." Man, if I could do this and everything, and my friend and I are looking at him with like and just was- disgust, and we do like you know how like when you're seeing something that's so ridiculous, yeah. you turn to the other person, you do like that glance and like, "What the fuck?
0: Did I just hear what I thought I heard?" <laughs> right. That's what me and my friend did,
1: and we're like, "Yeah, here's what's gonna happen," and. It was fantasy with this guy versus realism with me and my friend. Right. And this guy was a prime example of someone who watches these movies and yep. missed the fucking point. This is what they miss. Consequences. That's the word of the day. Consequences. Well, that's what the co-
0: the cosplay patriots don't realize. Yeah. That, yeah, they wanted to try to overthrow the government on january 6th and they yeah. paid the consequences there some of them are in jail right some, a lot of them are going to go to prison yeah they don't realize that mm-hmm. every action has consequences it's not a witch hunt it's not um the government's against you it's none of that yeah it's there are consequences for your actions mm-hmm. you're not being canceled it's called consequences for your actions
1: absolutely it's
0: simple as that mm-hmm. if, you know mm-hmm. if you're a transphobe and you go into work and you get fired because of it. It's not because your boss uh, is a snowflake. Mm-hmm. It's because you are paying for your consequences. Absolutely. Just like people that say, "Oh, well, I got fired from my job because they the, they made the jab mandatory, and I'm not taking no jab." Mm-hmm. Oh, goes, I shouldn't be fired for that. Here's the thing: yeah. if your company puts certain protocols into place, mm-hmm. i.e., you, uh, the company you work for, Jay, mm-hmm. do they say you have to wear pants to work? Absolutely. So if you came into work with no pants on and they fired you, whose fault is that?
1: It's them. I mean, come on. I should be able to, I'm I'm an American citizen. I should have the right to go pantsless. Free my tallywhacker. <laughs> <laughs> Free <laughs> my balls. <laughs> but Free no, ball. but no. It'd be my fault. <laughs> Free be, <Willy>. Right. <laughs> it'd be my fault. Why? Because I showed up to a public place. Well, it's not even just a public wait, place. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I showed up to a place of work, right. a business place, where I'm pantsless. Well, Who and fucking it, does that? And the
0: rule right. says that you have to wear pants. Right. I mean, it should not have to be a
1: rule. But because people should know. Well, I, we, no, we shouldn't tell you. We shouldn't have to tell Dude, right.
0: you. It's like it's like when you walk outside the casino in in uh, Vegas with it's a pyramid. Yeah, there's a sign outside of it says please don't climb on the side of that building.
1: That, that means somebody fucked up <laughs> and did that shit. <laughs> there the shouldn't re- be a sign there. Right. The reason there's signs and rules is because somebody uh, became um, became stupid. Yeah. And decided to fuck around and find out.
0: Just like at the zoo's when it says in a yeah. fountain and yeah. it says please don't drink the water. Yep. Why would you have to tell? Don't them to feed people? the bears. <laughs> don't, don't feed
1: the birds. Yeah, don't. it's like it's like Homer said. Like when they say, "Don't feed the bears, man." You better not feed the bears. Holds up his arm and there's a cub.
0: But, no, but, but yeah. what I'm saying is yeah. that the fact is that with these people, if your job puts the protocol in a place, where well, you have to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they're firing you because they're making you do it. No. Yeah. He goes, "Oh, they're taking away my choice." No. <clears throat> no. Uh huh. They're giving you the choice. Do you want to work here or not? Mm-hmm. That's a choice. Right? You know what? It, you know what it is.
1: It's um. It's called main character syndrome. Yeah. And it's where you a person is so self centered and so self absorbed that they don't think about how their actions affect people. They don't think about the consequences. They think the whole world revolves around them. And it's um. You know. And like. Oops, excuse me. And it's these incels, these edge lords, and the guy at the comic book store. Have those main has main character syndrome where they feel like they're above the law. Nothing, ma- you know, nothing affects them. Right. Well, and, I, and what like-
0: I can equate to that mm-hmm. easily is the people who uh, want to argue that the economy was better under Trump than it is Biden. Uh, they don't see the fact that it's global inflation after a pandemic. Yeah. Uh, they say, oh, the 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 economy was better. I've put up videos on our TikTok, which by the way is at minorities report in Minority Report 2.0, mm-hmm. The they put in there that, I put a video up showing how farmers lost their businesses because of laws that Trump put into place and the China uh, trade embargo and all that, how farmers were losing their farms uh, and people were losing their businesses because of the trade embargo and also because of Trump's laws. There was a story out of Alabama real quick, it's a video that I put up, where farmers were losing their crops because the Alabama put in place as more strict law for, uh, uh illegal. Well, like they like to refer to as the illegal migrants, um, undocumented migrants. And those are the ones who were mostly working the farms when they put that law into place. And a lot of them left the state. So farmers were left without people to, to collect their crops. They tried to hire, this is the funniest part. The guy goes, they tried to hire unemployed Americans. But when they would get migrant workers and they would, the farmer just had to tell them, okay, from here to over there, I need you to collect all the crops. And they would just do it. When these people were, had to be instructed for a week and trained how to do it. And then when they did it, a lot of them gave up because it was too hard for them. It was, the work was too difficult for them. They weren't built for it. <laughs> Can you believe that? Right. And then people want to talk about the economy was better under Trump. But going back to what your point is, they don't see they, they don't put it in their they only put it from their perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, under Trump I used to pay cheaper for eggs. Yeah. Oh, so fuck the farmers that their fucking businesses closed down under Trump mm-hmm. and fuck the fact that people couldn't trade shit and send it overseas under Trump. You just worried about your eggs.
1: Yeah. Well, it's always what we uh, always talked about. Yeah. They were nice to me. <laughs> exactly, yeah, and that goes back to the whole hero worship thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody can
0: see, it, and I'm, we're bringing it back around. Yeah, to so, end it, the, they see this character as an idol, as mm-hmm. a hero, where everybody is going, "Dude, he killed everybody." Yeah, yeah. So he's the hero.
1: Dude, and and, and, and uh, nice guys, you're not, you know, omitted from this as well. You're just as guilty because like, because oh, yeah. uh, like on the other side of the spectrum, just real quick, mm-hmm. are like the nice guy romantics. And I'm using my finger quotations because <laughs> you have movies like The Notebook. Bedazzled. And Bedazzled. <laughs> uh, and uh, 500 Days of Summer. Oh, God. You have like these supposedly sensitive romantic guys yeah. that are you know they're just going for you know they're gonna go through hell and high water for the woman that they love and everything that and like it gives like these nice guy types and everything like this whole mentality of like hey if i show them how much i love them how much i care for them you know they'll totally be mine and well, everything it,
0: it's like it's like was it i think you said it once or somebody we said it once that uh rom-coms are porn for women
1: yeah <laughs> just like how action movies are it, like porn for guys and it everything it desensitizes
0: them to right. reality
1: right so like you got got you got um joseph gordon levitt's character in 500 days of summer and then you have ryan gosling's character in the notebook those guys are fucking stalkers they're very toxic individuals like hell ryan gosling's character to ask out rachel mcadams' character cuz her character was on a date with another guy they're right. on the ferris wheel the mother, Brian Gosling, the motherfucker like climbs up onto the Ferris wheel and hangs on and says, I'm going to drop and kill myself if you don't ask me, if you don't go out with me.
0: See, where in reality, the guy that was with her would have kicked his hand.
1: Oh yeah. Right, bye. <laughs> and, and also they'd be put a, uh, uh, you know, they put on a watch list restraining order and <laughs> like all of this shit will happen to them.
0: Dude, somebody should make a movie like that.
1: Yeah, it'd be the most realistic movie ever. <laughs> with a guy's like mm. borderline
0: stalker all the and then, So yeah. all of a sudden somebody comes to his door, right. sir, you've been served.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and then uh what's it called? You have um, you know, Joseph Gordon Levitt's character in Five Hundred Days of Summer who is acts like this such this entitled asshole. Right. Like he feels like, you know, you should go out with me and, and all because that. Because I that. exist. Right, right. And so you know, that, yeah. <laughs> oh, remember that one song, Hey there, Delilah? Hey Delilah, what's it like yeah, in yeah. New York City? That's a fucking that is a creepiest song ever.
0: Well, because he's stalking on somebody else's woman. Exactly. Yeah, and then, like, well, James Blunt, same thing.
1: You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Oh, you know what it is? It's the I whole. I saw your face. It's it's the uh, romanticization. Yeah, it, literally, it's the I. It, they put it through the I gave my love a flower or. Is that, I gave ooh, my, my
0: love, a, love a, cherry. a cherry. Yeah,
1: they put that <laughs> through the filter, so it hides the fact that these yeah. are obsessive people. Oh, you know. You know what song is the king of that, though? The king of that?
0: Mm. I'll Be Watching You. Oh, by Sting? Yeah. yeah. You, okay.
1: You you hear the song,
0: it goes, every breath if you, you take. take. Sounds great. Yeah. But if you go,
1: every breath you take, yeah. every move you make,
0: I'll be watching you. Yeah. It takes it to a different level, doesn't
1: it? <laughs> it takes it to a whole, like, you oh, know. Wait, wait. Oh, can't you see you belong to me? Nine. <laughs> one <laughs> See no. that's why that's why I thought it was creepy that um Ooh, dude, Diddy I'm gonna, that Diddy I'm did gonna a, do a recording of that. Yeah. It'll be it'll be that's why I thought it was creepy that Diddy did a uh, cover of that song to tribute to uh to Biggie when he died and everything. Oh, I got a story about Cause, that cuz now now it sounds like in that context now it just sounds like Biggie is a ghost and he's haunting you. Oh. Say Biggie swallows three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it when you call me Big Pop. But, but anyway. Yeah, yeah.
0: That oh, a story with that song. And this is something we have to talk about on a bigger episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when that song was released. My niece was a, a young person, teenager, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. And we're sitting there driving in the car and it came on. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Every Breath You Take by the Police came on. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, they stole that from Diddy. <laughs> I wanted to pull over and say, get out of my car. Right. <laughs> I just, have no niece. Yeah, just like when when, uh, when uh, mm-hmm. Kanye sampled... Um, not Kanye. Who was it? They sampled... Uh, uh, Paul McCartney.
1: I think it was Kanye. Oh yeah, and yeah, somebody
0: yeah. goes, Oh, look, Ye's trying to help that man get famous.
1: Yeah. I was like, What? <laughs> yeah, are you your niece I was like your no, no, niece no. was the but, most teenager? Well that one ever. But I'm talking about that's yeah.
0: been recent. People are yeah. like, oh Ye's trying to help that man get famous. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I'm like, are you f-
0: are you I was like, dude, somebody's <laughs> fucking with me, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, where, where, where's Ashton Kutcher? Am I being punked? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So the f- for lack of a better term, dude, just stop yeah. idolizing Toxic characters. Mm-hmm. One that we didn't touch on, but I'd love to in the future is the mm-hmm. relationship between Harley Quinn and J- Joker. Yeah. The Joker. That's something we're gonna discuss under like toxic fantasy relationships. Mm-hmm. Just like when people go, I want. We're just like Romeo and Juliet.
1: You are you sure you want to go that? Are you sure you want to make that flex? Because it didn't end. It didn't end well for them. You didn't read the book to the end, right. did you? <laughs> Who's gonna tell them? <laughs>
0: But I mean, yeah. yeah, so shit like that. That is definitely a next episode we Absolutely, could do. Absolutely, yeah. Right. But you got something to say about it, Jay, before we get done?
1: Absolutely. You can appreciate the action, but don't forget there's a story to that action. Read between the lines. Also, finish the fucking movie. And also, got, And also, this is the people and everything that analyze those characters and everything. Those were fictional characters. Those were movies those had end credits. Your life does not have end credits. Well, they don't
0: have... he ain't got credits, but he's got... Right, <laughs> right.
1: But uh, there's not going to be people applauding you for your actions and everything. If you do what those characters did, you're going to get locked the fuck up. Or dead. Or worse. Or dead. Well, I was, that's what I was going to say, worse, but let's go with that. Yeah. So keep the movies in the movies and just don't be a dipshit. That's all I have yep. to say. I know it's, it's hard for people out there to not be dipshits, but... I think, it just, I think we need to have a sign that says that on the freeway. Don't be a dipshit.
0: All right. Well, with that, I want to let you guys know that go ahead and follow us on the, the social media at The Minority Support, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram as well as the Minorities Report 2.0. And don't forget, every Monday, Make It a Combo comes out with a new episode of Reviewing Movies, where Jesse Jr. and Andy talk about films. And then on Wednesday, of course, you have Am I a Slut with Andy, where she tells sexy stories from her listeners. And remember to come back here every Friday for a new and exciting episode of the Minorities Report. If you got any suggestions for us on topics that you'd like us to cover, go ahead and drop us a message at Instagram or on our TikTok. And we'll talk to you soon. And i like to say we will... Will see it. You're to the Minorities report brought to you by Make It a Combo Productions.
1: You've just listened to the Minorities Report from Make It a Combo Productions. Executive produced by Jesse and Junior. Check them out on all platforms and don't forget to follow our other podcasts
0: am I a slut and make it a combo thank you and goodbye